Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. Okay, so Matthew, it's nice to meet you again. Um, okay, let's begin first with your introduction. Can you talk to us, tell us your name, some more important things that we've got to know about you, all right? Yes, thank you, Alicia. Thank you for having me on your podcast. It's a really a joy to be here. And I'm going to start with going a, back, a little bit back in time. About, it must have been like at the age of when I was three years old, I had one of the my earliest memories that I was like completely amazed of. I was like, how is this even possible? Was the time, because I grew up on a farm. My father is a farmer, my brother is a farmer. And I still remember the day where I realized if you can get like a small little seed and put that into the earth and make it in contact with the soil and the earth, that how crazy it is and how on earth is it possible that it can grow into a plant, even grow into a, a huge tree just from a tiny seed. And that was a huge trigger in my life. I think somehow it was maybe predestined, but this was like a clear message for me. Okay, I need to learn everything about nature, about how plants grow, about how how is this thing actually working? Like that was my earliest fascinations. And at the time as well, I wanted to, I was I think three years old, I, I was asking my parents, oh, I really want to start a, like a small uh, vegetable garden. Three years old. Must be between three and five years old. I'm not 100% sure, but like very, very young age, I said to my parents, I want to have my vegetable garden. So I, I did that and I got some seeds and I was growing some like radishes. It's very easy to grow radishes. I don't know if you have a vegetable garden yourself, but radishes are like one of the easiest vegetables to grow. They're also very healthy. And I had some early success with growing radishes, which was really cool. So then I thought like, okay, very easy. Now I'm gonna start seeding all kinds of other plants. And I took my garden, I put it full of all kinds of seeds, tomatoes, salads, thinking like, oh, this is so easy growing vegetables. I'm just gonna put it full. So I thought like, okay, I'm gonna seed it. Now I'm, I can just go away and I'll come back in a couple of weeks and it will be full of all kinds of vegetables. But guess what happened? Guess what happened after three weeks or longer? I was maybe not looking. I came back, the whole garden was overgrown by weeds. And I was like, shit, how did this happen? Sorry for my uh, bad English, but I was like, how is it possible? Like, I thought this was so easy. And from that, I tried to understand like, okay, wh why do weeds come? And I, I took a whole path uh, throughout my life 
especially after I graduated in like high school. I started I studied landscape architecture where I learned a lot about plans, about design. I'm also I love designing, I love creating. So I went into that. I studied also a master degree in engineering in, in Germany. So to become like a landscape architect. I worked for a couple of years in in Germany and then we talked about it offline already, but I thought like okay, I have again everything figured out, I have a good degree, I was going like I was earning a good m- amount of money and I thought like okay this is it this is amazing I, I start my job and I'm in this job like a couple of months and I become kind of depressed or like what is this I have everything that I thought I needed so I studied I have a degree I have a good job but still I don't feel like this is it I, f- I feel like there's more to life there's more to discover I knew I wanted to have a higher impact on our on our planet and from that kind of quitting my nine to five job I went out into the world I I started my own business and I, I with a focus on ecology and creating gardens and also farming and, and other projects that I consult to have a like have a positive impact make it more beautiful just like what we discussed earlier like actually making this this planet a more beautiful place and a more healthier place because we're all facing the difficulties of of climate change and it's like okay we have to we have to change how we're actually growing food we have to change how we do the gardens because the old ways are not working anymore it's too too much extremes i think in nigeria where you are the 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 climate has also a big impact right It's getting interesting now. Alright, it's getting interesting. So I've got some questions for you. Alright? I've got some questions for you. So because um gardening it's something that it's so so good and it's another means to make the world a better place. Because if people I mean if they start to place more attention on plants more attention on trees more attention on all of this nature i'm so sure and convinced that the world is going to be so so more so much more in great orderliness than it is right now so now the question is how can we restore the health of our planet do you get that yes thank you for that question that is probably one of the most important questions of our modern times because we know that we've had some impact on the planet as a human race that is is making life more difficult right and we can go into a discussion what the causes of of this maybe it's the industrial revolution maybe there's other things maybe it's just climates change over time but i don't like to go into the why we have this issue and I, I, I really want to go directly into the, the, the solutions and the solutions really are laying in 
focusing on how nature works. Like I said, from an early age, I tried to understand that and I put some work into knowing or understanding better how nature works. And it's also the title of my upcoming award-winning book. It's 12, Univers 12 Universal Laws of Nature. How to get the most potential out of your land. So in that book, I also explain like, okay, let's have a look at nature because over the last several million of, millions of years, nature has evolved in a certain way, it, according to certain laws. Now, if we can understand how the nature works, then we can use that knowledge to apply it into agricultural productions, into creating more biodiverse gardens, into actually also like on a, on a home, home scale, that you can actually create a garden that is way easier to maintain. You have way less weeds, you can, you need less water to, to, to maintain it if you do it with more in harmony with nature. So actually the solution or the, to answer your question, how to heal the planet is actually just also to helping nature to get to its natural state because nature will always do whatever is possible in its ability to restore itself. We don't necessarily have to help nature. But the thing is that we have, have had such a huge impact on, a, on the planet on a, on a negative way that if we don't actively help nature to speed up the re regeneration process or the restoration process, that it's going to become very difficult for us as a human race to be part of that ecosystem. So it doesn't really matter, like, even if we don't actively engage, the, the planet will live on, but we're going to probably kill a lot of plants, kill a lot of animals and probably kill our own race uh, with it. So we're now in that situation and we are the only animal that we know of that has the conscious awareness of, okay, look at the problem and look at what the solution are. Let's build actively to, to save the planet. And in a way, it's a lot about reducing things or stopping things that we are doing and then giving space for nature to, to thrive. One, like, one practical solution is actually in food production because agriculture is the biggest land usage in the world. Like other than the oceans, farming is the biggest, has the biggest impact on our on our environment on in terms of scale in terms of land use and if we change just by changing a couple of things into farming for example like in, in older farming practices and that's how we learn in school also how farming works is we use the plow the plow is like a machine to turn the soil completely around but actually this has a very bad effect on the soil because in nature you will never see or you will hardly see situations where the soil is completely turned around and as it turns out it's all linked to the soil everything has to do with the soil it's the soil the topsoil of our planet is like the skin of our own uh, bodies it's a, a layer that protects the earth and if we start messing around too much with that it's like you have a wound on your skin it's not very it's not healthy so we need to cover the soil or the, the surface of the earth as much as possible. And one way of doing that is, is uh, regenerate, regenerative agriculture, which is a way where you produce food 
but you do it in a way with certain principles that you apply, one of which is, for example, to not to reduce the, the amount of tillage or the amount of plowing the land. And you focus more on keeping as much plants growing, living plants on the surface. Because that's the next thing. How can we actually restore the health of our planet on a practical way? It's, it has to do with carbon dioxide. That's, there's too much carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. We need to bring it into the soil. Guess what plants do? Plants do photosynthesis and they take carbon dioxide and they put it in the soil. Now, if you farm in that specific way, you're actually putting carbon dioxide, which, I mean, we're exhaling it. It's not necessarily something bad. It's kind of a cycle, but if we can get it from the atmosphere and put it more in the soil and it can go very rapidly, then we can already start healing the planet very quickly. That's one way of doing it. And then I also think people on a small, even if you have a small backyard garden or you have a something, if you just plant more trees and more plants and more flowers, it's also going to have a, a huge impact on our environment. That's, that's well explained, I tell you. That's well explained. Because one thing about um, knowledge alike is knowledge enlightens one. You know, this stuff you just said now, I can tell you now that I have received an impact of knowledge from what, you t- from what you've just said. And I'm holding the listeners also not to not just listen to Matthew, but also put in practice what Matthew is teaching us and what he's telling us about. Because it's not just about knowing it, it's about actually walking towards it working towards it so important so that's a beautiful one and i've got on the question because i really believe that you're such an expert in this field and it's such a great privilege to have you on the show so we've got to get blessed by you so important okay so i've got another question you know when um a gardener probably quit being a gardener because he or she feels like I am not actually doing something tangible or it feels like a dirty job or something. And can you explain to me how a gardener can save the world or how a gardener is saving the world? Can you explain to us? Do you get that? Yes, I definitely do. Thank you. Okay. So I tried to explain it already in terms of farming. Like I said, okay, if you have a garden, you will start gardening. And I'm also like, I have a master class where I teach people how they can actually do it on their own because I'm also a landscape architect. And I like, I do it for some clients. I do everything for them. Like I design it. I make sure that the contractors are coming, that everything is done f- for them but I also teach people how they can actually do it on their own like I use them what tools to use how to do it how to design and there as well I I apply as much principles as possible that are in harmony with nature 
And here again, one is like, okay, if you're doing a new garden, try to minimize the soil disturbance. Like I keep going to gardens or people that have a garden and I see them that they are like maintaining the garden by they scratch the whole soil. They have a couple of plants and then they try to get rid of the weeds and they work the garden a lot and it's breaking their back. <laughs> and But the thing is they are disturbing the soil so and then they, the weeds go away but the, the weeds keep coming back. So that's not the solution. The solution is actually on trying to use materials that cover the soils like mulch or leaves or straw if you can like get to a farmer that has some straw or other mulching material and you put that in between your plants so that the soil is covered like our skin like it has this protective layer then with while you're doing that you're going to reduce the maintenance of your garden you will have to water less like with climate change it's really important because we have even in Belgium we had a very dry year well not this year but the year before it was very dry and now we had some of the most rain that we ever had like uh, some areas are flooding so these extreme weather patterns is it's, it's becoming more and more a reality but if you do a garden in, in, in the way that I'm teaching you will need to let water less because the plants will grow better they will make deeper roots they will be healthier they will like if a plant can make deeper roots there will be more hum humidity deeper down in the soil so even if it becomes drier and drier they will still find water and then also like adding some compost to improve the the quality of the soil like we need to get as much by like in it's crazy the, the whole world which is like the universe of things that are happening under our feet, the earth that we are walking on. It's a crazy world of uh, a complex system of microorganisms and insects and other animals that are very, like they're living in a symbiosis with the soil and the plants and they all have like a, a, a rule. So it's also very important not to use chemicals. Like I still see people using chemicals in the garden because like if you have a, a small problem, you have some insects, you spray some chemicals and the insects are gone. And it's like a quick solution because then your problem is solved. But on the long term, you're going to make their problems bigger. Because what you do is you kill the insects, but you also kill all the other good things. It's a little bit like uh, using antibiotics. Like if you use antibiotics for your own body, if you're, if you're very sick, you need to take antibiotics if it's life-threatening. But when you take antibiotics, you kill everything. That's the same with using chemicals in your garden. You're going to kill every good thing as well. And we need to avoid that because if you have a healthy soil, like you will have healthy plants. And that's super important. Like it's proven scientifically that one tablespoon of one tablespoon, like a teaspoon, of soil that is healthy has more microorganisms than there are people on the whole planet in one spoon like it's just it's crazy so we need to put emphasis on on helping these little creatures that it's we cannot see in them with their with our own eyes that this are gonna the healthy soil creates healthy plants 
And if you're into farming or gardening for like vegetables, not only are you, when you produce healthy plants, you're gonna produce healthy food. Like also there, like the, the f- fruits and vegetables and even meat from animals that are in a more sustainable ecological environment, that the amount of nutrients that are in the food is much higher. So you actually need to eat less because it's so much healthier. So that's that's a couple of ways that people can implement that in their own garden. Okay, beautiful. That's also well explained. You know, um, I'm actually learning. I must confess, I'm actually learning. And that's so good. Thank you for taking your time to answer those questions in such a way that it will be so easy to understand. That's so good. Because like I said earlier, um, it's not about just um, listening. It's also about understanding and taking action. So important. So let's say I am a gardener and now I am thinking of giving up. Why? Because I feel like these stuffs are too costly. Are you getting me? The one These is too costly. Too costly. Yeah, to, the, the instrument, the tools to maintain my garden on all of those stuffs are so costly and I feel like I can't do this anymore. Is there any possible way to have a low maintenance garden? You got that? Yes. Okay, talk to me about it. Yes, so a low maintenance garden is definitely possible and thank you for saying low maintenance garden because some people, might, some clients come to me and say like I want a garden without maintenance, no maintenance and then I tell them you can put like a plastic lawn uh, garden then you will have no maintenance but it's not good, it's ugly and it's not good for the environment so you, you do need to do some work in your garden and there's several reasons for that, but it is important to reduce that amount of maintenance as well, because many people spend many, many, many hours trying to keep their garden look beautiful, but they're actually destroying it. And then the more they work in it, the more they have to work again and again and again. So a low maintenance garden is definitely possible. And the beautiful news is that if it is linked to what I was explaining before, like if you do a garden that is more in harmony with the na- with nature, by using certain techniques that improve the soil, improve the health, the plants that you are growing will be healthier. And that in fact will reduce the maintenance because your the plants that you want to have in your garden, they will grow quicker. So the plants that you don't want to have, the weeds, will has, have less chance to grow. Plus, this technique that I explained before by using mulching, when the soil is covered, no weeds will grow. So it is definitely possible, but it's a bit tricky to generalize it. You have to be a little bit careful because it needs a little bit more of training to understand like, okay, when can I mulch? What plants can I grow? It's, it's not just like you put mulch in your whole garden and then it's it's done. It's a little bit more complex than that, but it's definitely possible. You need to just need to study a little bit 
and and then it's definitely possible and then i i think you also asked about the tools like there's different kind of tools and it can be become a little bit expensive but i have only one tool that is very important for gardening well there's still others that are important but there's one tool that no not many people know about that if you have that tool it's very easy to to maintain your garden and actually build your garden as well yeah Good. Okay. So we have less than six minutes to go, and I can mm-hmm. tell you that the knowledge that I am acquiring, and I so much uh-huh. know that the listeners also can tell that this is such a beautiful one. You know, this is a great enlightenment to be sincere. Okay. So I've got a personal question for you. All right. Are you yes. ready? Yes. Okay. So okay. He says, how did you? Um, how did you um, become so passionate about your job? How did you become so passionate about it? Because I can tell from your knowledge that you're so passionate about it. So how did you become so passionate about it? Yes, that is a very important question because I believe that every person on this planet has the ability to to find some or has the ability to find a passion in their job and in fact I even believe that it's kind of predestinated because look at my life when I was three years old how on earth is it possible that I became so interested about plants and gardening it's not not every child does that so I think if people want to find their passion oftentimes what helps is to go back to your early memories from your childhood if that is possible to see what what was triggering your mind at that time and then you will probably find most of the solutions and then another good indicator is like if you work on it or if you talk about if, if you talk about it at least that's for myself i can feel that i'm gaining more energy like i'm doing the work that i have to do but i'm i'm I become energized from doing the work. I don't like become I don't lose energy. Like I get get to a higher energy state. That's a good in- indication. So to to answer your question directly how to find that passion or how I got so passionate is I think I just listen to like my in- inner alignment and like also listening to my heart what i feel is true for me and then all the solutions are there because it, it was not always like that like i said i, I was in this nine to five job and like objectively it looked like the, the right thing to do and also the let's say my parents or society would say like yeah it's perfect you got an, a good job a nice payment this is good but it was not enough or it was not for me I had to do bigger things or other things. So I I believe that when you are like in alignment with your purpose and everybody has that, things become easy. Your life gets better, you get more income, you meet amazing people and then like it starts your life starts going like a train. 
Whereas if you don't get into that state where you it's predefined, it's like predestined already. If you get get a bit off track, you'll become depressed or you will have like burnouts or other maybe even illnesses because you're not on the thing that you are meant to be doing. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does because I the the part where you said that you quit your nine five job that was what caught my attention. That part specifically caught my attention because it shows that you were not satisfied. You were not feeling that fulfillment within you. That's why you you that satisfaction was not there. And the other thing is, most people in the world are doing something that they haven't feeling fulfilled doing. I tell you, they are not feeling fulfilled doing. So the fact mm-hmm. that you neglected even the pay, the pay you neglected it and sought after your purpose, that shows that you're a good leader and you can put people through because you, you, you led by example. So that's why I'm so happy to have you on the show. And I know for surety that anyone who's going to listen to this podcast is going to learn from you. I'm so sure of that because there are some people actually who they've got this passion to go into gardening, farming, but you know, they are so tired up with this job that it won't let them go, even though they don't feel fulfilled nor satisfied, but yet they're so tired up with that job. I'm, 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 am I going to survive? I, I don't even know how it's going. Do you understand? But so good that here is someone who forsook or forsook his job and went after his purpose and is doing quite fine not so good so to round up with what would you like to say to anyone who maybe is still struggling with the, um mm-hmm. with getting everything balanced he doesn't know uh, which way to go though i love to be a gardener but i'm not so sure mm-hmm. what would you like to say to such person or people well, I want to start off by saying because we got about the question about passion and I had some difficult moments in my life as well like when I made the decision to change I I like and you're kind of in the depression or it's tough man it's not like it's not an easy choice you're but you feel like there's something more and then if you keep following that it's kind of this gut feeling right and uh, you start making decisions that don't make sense even objectively but you keep going towards that and then that's a quote from Steve Jobs he said like you can only connect the dots looking backwards it's like okay now I'm making my own company getting more clients and now if I look back it all makes sense like my whole life story it's easy to look back and even though I just started my career and I still have lots and lots of bigger goals to fulfill to actually save our planet we're just getting started and I have no clue how I'm gonna do it exactly but I know that I'm gonna do everything in my ability to do it and so I just want to shout out to your listeners as well like even if you feel it's tough everything will be okay just keep moving towards the goal that you feel is true to your heart and then persist and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. Don't give up and then you will see the magic starts happening and you will get all kinds of great opportunities from all unexpected corners. 
and that's that's highly rewarded people that tra- take some kind of risk in 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 a direction that they know is true for them not just like doing gambling or or going to a casino that's that's very risky but you know that it's not a good thing right but if you take some risks towards a direction that you feel is right for you then you will be rewarded very very handsomely so and then specifically if people feel like uh, they want to learn about gardening or they want to connect with me i think in the show notes i will put a like a calendly link and they can book a free coaching with me and i'm happy to to see how i can help them the most even if it's for their own garden or if it's for their personal life and uh, we can see how we we can take that from there so that's something i want to offer to your to, to your audience for free that's so good that's so good and i'm so sure that you'll be happy to embrace the offer cuz you're such a knowledgeable kind that's so good and i'm happy that you're doing fine in your field that's a very good thing So thank you so very much Matthew. Thank you for honoring our invite and coming to the show to bless us. Because I must confess I have learned some of things. Thank you so very much for that. And I know for sure that we can invite you next time to come bless us again. Is that right? Yes. Alicia, I'm very happy to be on your show and I'm more than happy to come again and I want to thank you specifically as well because I think you you're asking very good questions and you're a very good listener. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so that's going to be the end of today's show. Thank you so very much, Matthew. And God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yes. that was a great one right <laughs> i know right thank you so very much for listening to that podcast it means a whole lot to us i must confess it do means a whole lot to us okay have a request to make yeah i want to ask you for a favor can you drop a review and rate us on apple podcast that's going to make us know how we are blessing you and that's going to make us understand how else we can improve to continually impact knowledge to you and others thank you so very much for listening and god bless you sha